You are listening to Your First 100K, the number one podcast for Christian entrepreneurs, coaches, and business owners who want time freedom and financial freedom so that they can provide for their families, travel the world, and give back to the less fortunate. If that's you, then sit back and stay tuned in because you're in the right place. I'm your host, Joseph Warren. I started my first multi-million dollar business at age 19 and wasted away my 20s trying to find happiness through money, success, and pleasure. I made millions, but I still didn't feel happy or fulfilled until I learned the real secrets of success. So the big question is this, how can Christian entrepreneurs like us who didn't give up on our dreams build a highly profitable six to seven figure business without being unethical, doing it all ourselves and neglecting our family and our faith? Well, that is the question. And this podcast will give you the solutions and strategies you've been looking for. Thanks for spending time with me today. If you're new here, then welcome. I have a free 10-day training waiting for you over at first100k.com. Again, go to first100k.com to grab your free 10-day training. Today, my featured guest is Stacy Wallace. She is a leading expert in the field of business psychology, growth hacking, and personal life mastery. With over 35 years of corporate and entrepreneurial success, her signature 1% method of micro-progress has led to nine-figure success and supporting hundreds of thousands of small business startups, like your startup nation. Whether on stage or online, Stacy uses her unique warrior story of miraculous physical and financial breakthroughs to teach other business leaders how to turn setbacks into monumental comebacks. Isn't that what you want, startup nation? Listen up, get your pen and paper. Stacy's going to drop it. In 2021, Stacy and her husband, Larry, left their corporate senior executive positions in telecom to become CEO and COO of the Fueled by Fire Mastery Program and Elite Mastermind for CEOs, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs building purpose-driven, highly profitable, and faith-based lives and businesses they love. On top of all this, their passion for giving back has fueled their nonprofit organization, EM Women, which rescues and restores the lives of women and girls who have gone through some of life's most difficult challenges. Stacy Wallace, welcome to your first 100K, <laughs> top 100 podcast in entrepreneurship. Take a minute, fill in some of the gaps in the intro, would you? Uh, well, what's not in there is I am a mom of two amazing kids, Peyton and Alexia, 21 and 22 years old. They're entrepreneurs, kingdom leaders, uh, kingdom entrepreneurs. My husband and I, we've been married for 25 years. Uh, we have gone through seven recessions. We've got more comeback stories than we could even do in probably a year's worth of podcasts. Uh, but we find that uh, every I have a saying, when you have a setback, don't take a step back, but get ready for your comeback because sometimes a setback is actually a setup for you to rethink, reboot, recalibrate, or even reinvent your life. And so we are in the business of creating comeback stories and uh, we love what we do. We love serving God and making him our, our highest focus point. You know, I think God is in the business of comeback stories, isn't he? <laughs> he might be. It he might, might be. be his story. Yeah, it might be his story told through your life, right? 
Pretty awesome. All right, take a minute, share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Oh man, I am such an open book. My my the entire mastery program and platinum program are just we share our I don't even think there is something that they don't know. Uh, my grandmother of a hundred years just passed away this week. Uh, she was a woman of God. They were, uh, they were, had a Bible college, sent missionaries all around the world. So she was a patriarch of our family and my grandfather had passed away a number of years ago. Uh, I'm a, I'm a avid, uh, fisher woman, uh, deep sea fish, freshwater fish, trout fishing. Uh, I've been fishing my whole life fishing. We do fishing analogies and business. Uh, so we just came back from a big trip in Porta, Porta Vallarta and caught more fish than we've ever caught. We take our, our clients on these kind of trips. And so uh, I'm a black belt in karate, played basketball for a number of years. So uh, yeah, the, just some of the little secret sauce behind, you know, 52 year old Barbie. <laughs> very nice so this missionary spirit that you have does it come from grandma or someone else uh it definitely comes from our lineage both sides of my family uh, we have a heritage of god-fearing spirit-led spirit-filled leaders that lived their life serving the kingdom and uh, my grandmother uh, she, it's precious. If you follow me on social at Stacy Wallace, I, I posted a video of her and it was the last time I was with her. She lives about five hours away from us, but she was, uh, we, we knew, you know, when you get over 95, you just know it could be anytime. And I would tell my kids, we got to go see granny because, you know, this could be the last time we see her. Well, after we did that, you know, year after year, they'd be like, granny ain't never going to die. Granny's going to be here forever. <laughs> so the last time we were with her, she just was sitting so sweet in her chair. And, and she just was talking about how I'm trading in the, she did this poem. I'm trading in these garments of old for this, for the robe of white. And that's why I've got joy, joy, joy in my heart. And then she started singing it. So I guess it was a song back in her mm -hmm. day. And uh, it, what a beautiful thing that when she passes, I was I was able to be able to sing her into eternity as she was passing. But um, to be able to play that the next day and let people see that there is no sting in death when you know that that person has ta just taken a step over uh, to the other side and to hear it from her words, how much joy she had in her heart. It's it's really an incredible heritage to have have behind us. Mm, that's so awesome. Thank you for sharing that story. I know that's personal to you. Let's uh, talk about business here. It's a business show, right? But it's yeah. also faith-based. So were you and your husband always driven to bring God into your businesses? Or were there, was there a time where maybe he took a back seat, you know, and the prophets led the way, so to speak, like many entrepreneurs? You know, so I grew up. Uh, in a faith-based family. My husband did not. They didn't go to church. They didn't have a relationship with God. While my husband played football for Texas A&M, uh, it was very stressful. And so he started going to a Catholic church. He'd go to mass every day and he would check in and, uh, but still, you know, kind of had a knowing about God, but not real intimacy, living that typical life of a football player in college. And uh, when so for me, when I hit 18 years old, I had a faith-based entrepreneurial family. They were selling water filters. My dad was doing real estate. He was always selling something to support his missionary activities. And uh, so when I turned 18, he introduced me to water filter cells. And uh, I, my first check was $8,976. So I quickly 
became a very successful entrepreneur and was making a lot of money, six figures and being able at, at 18 years old to 21 years old, I was the youngest national marketing director of that company. So did the money lead? Absolutely. At 18 years old, I, I had everything money could buy or so I thought. I was driving a 300ZX up in Canada, crazy car, by the way, to have on the ice. And um, so while I love Jesus, was Jesus really the reason for the season? No. I was, I, I wore the bumper sticker, but it wasn't until probably 40 years old after great successes and failures that I had an epiphany where in our ranch, our 62 acre ranch we have is called Epiphany Ranch because we help people have these same, what we call come to Jesus meetings with their lives, with their businesses. You know, you can make a lot of money and still just be pursuing success, but not understand significance. And uh, it was in the ups and downs that we got closer and closer to understanding it's not about our talent. It's not about our abilities. It's not about the companies that we raise up. It is about getting out of the way, dying to those talents, and really becoming a walking, talking, living, breathing vessel of the Holy Spirit so that when people see our good works, they glorify the Father. Mm. Now that sounds good and we all want it, but we don't know how to access God's power. So we rely on our own strength and it's insufficient and we get frustrated and years go by and our life looks the same or sometimes it gets worse. What's the secret sauce here? What did you and your husband discover that most of us just haven't? It's really simple, honestly. It's just death. <laughs> you have to die. And I, I, I mean that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing as I say it, but your greatest elevation, let's say, or your greatest acceleration. He said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men. We have had success due to good works, due to talent, abilities, because the gift is without repentance. But that money had wings over and over and over. When we did not have, and you know, it sounds so trite and, and so simple to say, uh, put God first, because people think they've put God first. But in 2017, something happened to us. We were at the peak of our financial careers. Uh, I had been blessed to retire my husband. He was COO of a healthcare company. And so now we were working together. And uh, in that season, we were making more money than ever when I had a dream. And the Holy Spirit said, will you give it all away? Uh, in fact, it was a song. It was, will you say yes? Would you sacrifice your life? Would you say yes? Would you have raised the knife? Will you say yes? Or will you turn and walk away? Will you say yes to me today? That played over and over and over in this dream. So I got up about 3.30 in the morning, went into my office, and I just started praying. God, what does this mean? Are you wanting me to write a song? I'd done five albums. And um, so I thought maybe I'm writing another song. And so I kept writing it. And the more I wrote the words out, the more I felt like this isn't a song, this is a request. So I broke down, will you say yes, would you sacrifice your life? And I thought, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty, people know me as queen, warrior queen. So I'm a pretty tough girl. Is, would, I, would I take a bullet for someone? I think I would. Would I be willing to die for something? I think I would. But then he said, will you say yes, would you sacrifice? Would you say yes, would you raise the knife? I started thinking about Abraham and Isaac and I was like, that's a little jacked up right there. <laughs> would I be willing 
to take my first born, my, 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 my favorite born, would I be, fav- well, not that I have a favorite, but I, would I be willing to take my child and, and put them on the bed of sacrifice? And I said, God, why would you ask that of someone? He says, I need to know where your no is. I need to know what your stopping point is. And then of course the final, would you give it all away? And so I woke up that day and I said to my husband, baby, I think God is putting us in a rich young ruler moment. Not where we, because we were already big financial givers in our church. We were contributors to the poor. And the, the it's one thing to give a check. It's another thing to get into the flower bed at the Salvation Army with the poor. It's another thing to suffer with the poor. And so we agreed that I would step away from my corporate position and he would run everything. I would go into a time of just getting up every day, pray, meditate, Holy Spirit, what would you have of me today? And um, we did that for a month. After a month, my husband came to me and said, and it, honestly, it was it was a mental game because I was so used to being identified by my title, by my position, by my activity, by my social media, um, and and shutting all that away. And, and, and I felt almost, who am I? Like, if I don't have all this that I'm doing, who am I? One month later, my husband woke up. He had the same dream and he doesn't usually dream. He said, I feel like I'm supposed to do it too. I feel like we're supposed to go all in. So 2017 to 2019, for 19 months, we gave everything away. We fed the poor. We, we did a, a program for, we fed 10,000 homeless people at Christmas with other businesses and that. And we, we leaned in to what God was saying. And it was the toughest season of our life because we knew at any given second, we could just go back and take a position. We could go back and start a company. But he kept saying, I want you to feel total dependency on my spirit, not on your talent, not on your abilities. And so I, I got to say, there were some pretty big fetal moments in those 19 months when we couldn't pay the bills. When, when my son would come and say, mom, I need a new belt. My belt broke. And I'd be like, baby, you got to get a job, you know, and they're like 16 years old. And so it, it was it was a season where God had us unplug. And I, I wrote a book about it called Unleashed, but we unplugged from uh, the healthcare system. We unplugged from the entertainment system. We unplugged from every one of the seven systems or mountains of the earth and totally even our, maybe we had made a demigod out of going to church, you know, being the right people at church, mm-hmm. being present at church. And so we even stopped and he said, I want you to practice, teach your children at home, how to worship at home. And I kept thinking like, is maybe like something like China going to happen where we can't go to church? Why would God ask this of us? Because I was a worship leader and, and we were very well known in the church at being leaders in the church. Why would he ask us to step away? And he kept saying from the system of the church. And so in that season, watching my children worship in our living room at the piano, where there was no big fanfare, there was no lights, there were no, you know, fog machines, there was, there wasn't somebody up there saying, you know, join in together. It was, we had to have an intimacy with the father that was just with the father. What we didn't know was in 2018, God gave me a vision that something was going to happen in 2020. I thought it would be an earthquake and that he kept saying, I need you to be able to be unplugged and still connected. Well, when 2020 came, we had given everything away and we had um, even our home sold. So we had bought an RV 
And January 1, 2020, we drove the RV off the lot. What we didn't know was that entire season was a setup for us to go through COVID 2020 completely unleashed. We didn't have to wear masks. We were in the mountains. We were fishing. We were intimate with the Father. We were worshiping wherever we went. Every RV slot we went into, we witnessed to people. And God began to show us a different currency than the currency we had been operating, the kingdom currency of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, that we could exchange with people because the world was shut down, but we had what they needed. We had the peace that passes all understanding. And so God began to show us um, what I would say, peace that passes all understanding, a currency that is outside of our human currency that Babylon created, that, that there is a currency now that we teach kingdom entrepreneurs, leaders, CEOs, how to have that and how to have peace and profits so that they can advance the kingdom of God on earth. Stacy, I've been waiting for you to take a breath. <laughs> that was awesome. So has my husband. That was awesome. <laughs> Startup Nation, are you just like leaning back in your chair right now like I am? Kind of like, wow. Joseph asked a simple question. What does it take? She said, simple. Takes dying. And then she told her dying story. Dying to self, dying to ego, dying to the system of the church but connecting to God, connecting to the Father, right? In that real deep relationship. Stacy, I, I hope you know what you described is very extreme and a contradiction to worldly wisdom. Yes, totally. I know you know this. And the way it sounded was so foreign to so many. Like I'm sitting next to my audience. I feel them just going like, there's no way I could do that. But man, that's inspiring. Yes, I know God calls us to do that. But does he actually mean it literally give away everything as parents, as business owners? Stop like going to church and leading, you know, worship. Like, does he really want everything? What do you got to say to them? Paul. I would say Paul said, we've got to cast our crowns. It, it wasn't, Paul didn't write over half the Bible in a state of grandeur. He wrote it in a state of suffering. And so the greatest revelations, the greatest business strategies and tactics come not in the mountaintop of, of plenty that comes in the valley of suffering. And so for some, you go through suffering because, you know, my, my son teaches a lesson and it's called revelation versus situation. And so both of our kids work inside of fuel by fire with us. And so my son happens to be an excellent trainer of life principles at, at 22 years old. It's, it's phenomenal how God flows through him. But he, he has this one message about revelation versus situation. God wants us to learn through revelation. That's why he gave us scripture, the, the breath of God. If you could just read it and go, oh, wow, of course God wants us to suffer through uh, our ego. He wants us to get on the other side. Of course God's, God, God goes through uh, death before resurrection. It should seem so simple if we could just learn through revelation. But unfortunately, we don't often. And so we have to go through situation which is the loss of a loved one, the accident, the loss of a, a child, the bankruptcy. And in that 
suffering, in that setback, is where he stages. He uses setbacks as an anvil to beat out our ego, to beat out our leadership, to look more like him, less like us. Well, Paul says, I die daily, less of me, more of you, God, less of me, more of you. Well, all of a sudden he starts getting the downloads. We got to think he was an author, but he was an author that was able to capture and bring together multiple offers and authors. And so maybe right now, if you're going through suffering, if you're going through setback, you know, whether it's the storm that Jesus was sleeping because he had revelation, the disciples were going through a situation, freaking out, bailing water. When you have revelation, you can have peace in the midst of adversity, you have peace in the midst of bankruptcy, peace in the midst of separation, peace in the midst of brokenness. But otherwise, you're going to have to have some type of situation that's going to bump you. And the bump usually hurts. The bump usually causes turmoil and stress and crying. But all things, Romans 8, 28, even the seemingly worst things, the most frustrating things, the unexplainable things, all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. So I would say choose obedience over sacrifice so you can learn by revelation instead of situation. What would you say to the listener right now who is unclear as to what God is asking of them in their life right now. They mm-hmm. can guess at it, but they don't know with certainty. So why would they act with certainty? What if they make the wrong decision? Well, first thing is hell can't stop what heaven has ordained. So if God has a plan for your life and you are, scripture says, delight yourself in the Lord. Well, what does that mean? That means lean into him. I wake up every single day and I teach this to every one of our clients because they always want to know, how do I get closer to God? How do I learn to hear his voice? You've got to practice just like uh, Bruce Lee said, I don't fear the man that practices 10,000 kicks, but I fear the man who practices one kick 10,000 times. So here's my one kick of mastery when it comes to intimacy with the father. Every single day I wake up before I lean up, before I open my eyes, before I get out of bed, before my feet hit the floor every day. I lay there and I say, good morning, Holy Spirit. What would you have of me today? I might have an agenda, but it might be something he might just give me like this morning. He gave me the face of a very good leader that I know. And so later this afternoon, I'll just send him a text and say, hey, man, I'm thinking about you praying for you today. Is there anything I can pray for you specifically about? Um, Sometimes it's just Stacy, be the light. Uh, Day before yesterday is don't let tension creep into your home and relationships. Ironically enough, when he speaks, the more you practice, you're aware of that, whatever it is, you can be thinking, well, I don't know if that was God or not. But as you practice it, you begin to see how it unfolds. Like that particular day, our little girl happened to go through a major setback with a friendship. And that, if you have a 21-year-old female girl, (laughs) um, can create tension, can create emotion, can create drama. I knew instantly when that was happening God forewarned me about this, so he has to be a part of it. There's obviously revelation and situation happening here, so I can have peace in it. One day I woke up and uh, had a vision, and I don't ever say these kind of visions when I have them because I don't like putting it out there, but I had a vision that my son had a car accident. I knew that day how to pray. 
I knew to plead the blood of Jesus over my children. I knew to summons my angels to encamp around about my family. I got a call that night about 12, uh, 1130 at night uh, that he and a bunch of kids were in a car accident and he hit the wall of uh, Dallas Tollway, which is a major tollway in uh, where we lived. And, and first, mom, I just want you to know I'm okay. I had such a peace because I had already experienced it from the Holy Spirit, what was happening before it happened. When you get close to the Holy Spirit, not just, I'm going to try this for, you've got to practice hearing his voice, believing what he's saying is true. If you're delighting yourself in him, he says, I will give you the desires of your heart. So that means He's placing things inside of you. Like maybe you're like, I think I'm supposed to start a business. I don't know if it's God. Maybe I'm crazy. Lean into that. Have faith. Walk it out. Get some coaching. Get some alignment with other business leaders. And the only way you'll know, back to Bruce Lee, is through practice. Stacy, I am with you because... I've been kicking a lot lately, right? So I'm doing the <laughs> kicks, yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you this. You know, going back in time, when you first started practicing the kicks, so to speak, practicing hearing the voice of God, the quiet whisper, normally when we're kicking in the beginning, whether it be in martial arts or whether it be in prayer, we're clumsy, we're awkward, we're all over the place, and we're definitely not getting results. And it can be excruciating, frustrating, uh, yes. and our impatience kicks in. What were the steps you took that you repeated over and over again that actually worked in your quiet time with prayer? And I'd like to, uh, after you speak to that, um, then connect it to business and business strategy and letting the Holy Spirit lead you to financial success as well. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, I'm laughing because I'm going back to my first class in martial arts. Uh, so I'm a mixed martial artist, which means we, uh, we do kickboxing and jujitsu and taekwondo. And so there's a little bit of everything inside of there. But the funny thing is, is in one of my first classes, obviously I'm like a no belt <laughs> and, but I'm excited and I'm so full of energy and I, I was married and I came home and I was so excited because, you know, we were practicing our punches and, and we were going at it and we came into this room and they said, okay, we're going to show you your first kick. And it, I think it was like a roundhouse kick or something or um, and, and when you're just getting started, your depth perception isn't really good. And I am passionate. So my first kick's going to be like all out. Well, I get, they partner me with this girl that had been doing it a little longer, but she was, a, everybody in the room was a little annoyed with her. She, because she was a chatty Kathy, right? And, and I got with her and not only did I do my front kick, did great. But when I, at the end you go, Kia, right? And so you punch, I accidentally punched her and knocked her out. So everybody's like, so I was clumsy. You say clumsy. I was clumsy. I went home that night. I was still so excited. I told my husband the story. I said, let me show you my front kick. And I said, just stand there. Well, I front kicked him right between the legs and he went down to the ground. Again, my percept, my depth perception was way off. I had to vow to my husband. I would never use him as a, as a dummy again. I would never practice on him again to this day. I never have. But here's what you were saying, and it goes back to even in life and in business, is you're not going to be good. Zig Ziglar wrote the forward of my first book. And when I when he got it, 
before he even read it, he gave it back to me and he said, write it again. And I was like, well, Pops, like what? You haven't even looked at it. And he goes, the most important lesson my first editor ever gave me was write it again because your first work will never be your best work. Do it again. And that do it again is the practice. And so whether it is in marriage, whether it is in trying to uh, restore your relationship with your family, we are 1% method of micro progress inside of our company and programs is that every day practically apply 1% micro progress to whatever that goal is. And we talk about the big seven efforts, faith, family, finance, fitness, focus, freedom, and fun. Pick something you can do this week that will give you 1% micro progress towards that goal and then be consistent with it all week long. Now, if you do that consistently for over a year, you can imagine like a penny doubled every day for a month is over $5 million. The geometric progression, the compounded effort that begins to take, you start to shift your family. You say, I love you one more time. If your family has chaos, it doesn't matter if you're right or wrong, put aside your ego, die to your flesh, say, I love you. Say it one more time today and do it again tomorrow. You need to lose weight, shut the TV off and go for a walk today. Just 1%. You don't have to go lose a hundred pounds today, but this is how we've helped people lose hundreds and hundreds of pounds because it's 1% micro progress every single day towards what it is God's called you to do. So you said a minute ago something about how do I know what I'm supposed to be doing? We do something called the sweet spot audit where we talk about strengths, weaknesses. So your, your superpower, your kryptonite, what produces energy because God created you uniquely with talents and giftings. What sucks the energy? What's energy demanding? Like what really drains the life out of you? Because you don't, if you're going to build a life and business you love, you don't want to have energy demand all the time. And then timing. How do you time expand through quantum faith? And so those are things practically that you can begin to identify to help you really hone in on what it is God's called you to do, who he's called you to do it with, and how you need to time block in order to make that 1% method of micro progress happen every single day. Startup Nation, you taking notes? Is your, your, are your fingers hurting? <laughs> I mean, seriously, this girl's got so much going on, so much, and it's good, right? It's just lighting up your soul, your spirit. You're saying, I want more, but man, it almost sounds complicated, Stacy. Like, speak to our uh, skeptical and cynical brain right now that's blocking and resisting mm -hmm. the simplicity of God. Lean not to your simple-mindedness, logic, or understanding. This is the Stacy paraphrase of the scripture. Lean not to your own understanding. Your, what the world has taught you about business, what the world has, and again, we, we operate at a very high level in business. We've raised companies from scratch to hundreds of millions. We've taken companies public. So I'm not speaking as somebody who read a book or went through a certified coaches program. I'm talking 35 years of doing it both ways, doing it led by ego and the systems of the world and doing it led by the power, what we call transcendence, the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, I had a, a vision and let me just, maybe this will practically break it down so that you guys have a practical takeaway today on how to know 
if you are getting it. So I had this dream that I got on an elevator and in the elevator, it went to 39 floors. And in the 39 floors were all the things that you can learn by going to the next 10X conference or the ClickFunnels conference or a Tony Robbins conference or you name it, right? Anything that uh, you can watch Oprah Winfrey shows, you can watch uh, a number of shows that are going to tell you how to have uh, what we would say universal peace or universal uh, business development. And in the 39th floor and below, there's cars, there's money, there's houses, there's fame, there's followers, there's algorithms, uh, there's family members. Everything that is on the earth was in 39th floor and below. But when I got to the top of the 39th floor, I heard this voice say, get off the 39th floor and look to the right. The door opened up and I looked to the right and there was a sign that said 40th floor and above. And so I went over to it and it was one of those like a penthouse where you had to have a special card to get into it. And the card that was in my hand said Jesus on it. And he said, I want to show you something. And I went in and when the door opened and all these lower levels of the 39th floor, they were defined by different colors, right? Like down at the bottom was gray and the gray was emotionalism and fear and anxiety, like the base of our human consciousness, and then elevating up to that was red and it was power. It was narcissism. It was a need for control, a need to make something of yourself. And then above that was blue, which was dogma. And it was uh, right versus wrong. You're either my political belief or you're not. You're either my friend or you're not my friend. And then above that was green, which was save the well, save the earth, you know, not to be con not to be defined by the things of the world, but but to just to love the world. And then above that was orange. The top level of the 39th floor was change agents, uh, people who had gotten to it, maybe like an Elon Musk, uh, really wanting to save the world, change the world, do amazing things for the world. But it was still 39th floor and below. It was still the things of the earth. When I opened, when he opened the door to the 40th floor and above, it was so transcendent with gold just shining. And there was love, there was joy, there was peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, long suffering, all the things that money can't buy. All the things that we hope our money will buy, but can't buy, you know, money can buy you a house, but it cannot buy you a home. It can buy you a bed, but it cannot buy you a good night's sleep. It can buy you a book, but it cannot buy you wisdom. So everything, the 40th floor and above was everything that was heaven that God said through Jesus, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So he said to me, I want you to teach people how to be conduits of the 40th floor and above on earth, heaven on earth. So if you're in a place right now and you're like, I'm doing all the things, you know, I went through that program. I paid $10,000 for that program. I've checked the list and I'm still not getting the results. You know, I set up my funnels and, and I've got all my zaps in place and I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. And I've got, you know, I'm doing everything they tell me to do to, to beat the algorithm of Instagram or I'm dancing on TikTok and pointing at the screen, but it's still not working. If you consider yourself a believer, the things that work for the world may not work for you. You're going to have to go through a different portal of entry to be able to get above and beyond all you could ask or think. It's not going to come through the same education. You might be like, I'm doing all those things. It's still not working. Maybe you haven't done everything yet. Maybe the missing ingredient is intimacy with the 40th floor 
40th floor and above to find out his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher. than. How do I get to know him? Wake up every morning. Good morning, Holy Spirit. What would you have of me today? Listen and what you hear, look for it in the word of God. Like when God says, Stacey, I want you to, or I feel like he's saying to me, God, I want you to do a teaching t- today. I'm going to do a recording. Uh, perspective is everything. Now I could use a lot of people in history that have had different perspective shifts, or I could take that same teaching and I could go look for it in the word of God. And then I can apply it to the business, practical business strategies that we're teaching and say, let me show you how it worked in scripture, because that's living and active sharper than a two-edged sword. So how do we teach delegation? Go back to Moses. When God said, Moses, what you're doing is good, but it's not great. You need to delegate. Well, what a great teaching on delegation and time expansion, as well as team development. So there are things and practical things in scripture. If you're not reading scripture, if you're not pressing it, if you don't have coaches and, and leaders and podcasts like this one, speaking into you, not just the outcome, but how to actually practically apply it to your business, then chances are you're going to do all the right things, but not necessarily get the abundant life that God has promised you. I think you just spoke to everyone right there. I mean, it's the frustration of doing all the things that the world and society teaches you will get you the life you want. Yet you're a believer and There's sometimes a lot of misalignment with the ways to get the things you want and your own faith and your values, but you're doing it and it's not working. And you're like, why is it working for everyone else? Why not me? And I think Stacy brought in the spiritual realm saying, hey, if you're a believer, it's not working for you because God wants you to go higher. He mm-hmm. wants you to go to the 40th floor and operate from the spiritual realm back to the earth, back to the earth, back to the lower floors. So much to be had here. Obviously, we could <laughs> keep going on with it, this conversation. Now, Stacy, there's listeners right now that are like, Stacy, how do I apply this practically into my business? Like right mm-hmm. now, like what is one thing I could do? you know, where my faith is important to me, but how do I get a shift? Even I don't need to make a million dollars next year, but man, I really need to pay the bills, you know, this month. And what is that one, two or three steps that they could take right now just to level up 1%, 1% in their business, 1% in their revenue, 1% in their, their profits, 1% in their time freedom, What do you got for them? You know, first I would say, and I'm going to sound redundant because it really sounds so simple, but it is the secret sauce to how my husband and I are able to operate at such high profits and peace. Peace and profits conflict with each other Mm -hmm. when you're a kingdom entrepreneur, because the profits of the world, you find a lot of people. I have a lot of people that I know that make millions and millions of dollars, but they can't keep their marriage sound. Their children are, are wayward. They, there's, there's a lack of peace, but they've got the profits. Um, there's a lot of people who are great. You know, we call them church ladies, church people that they, they know the scripture and they, man, they, they'll tell you, I, I have great peace, but they're struggling financially. How do you bring those two worlds together? Because Jesus never had a problem with money, but he also, didn't have a traditional job. He didn't have a system that was feeding him. 
instead of an earth system providing for him and the disciples, while there was Joanna, Susanna, and Mary, who are great contributors to the disciples, Jesus knew if it's to be, my father will provide it. I'm so close to the father that if I need to go over to a fish and pull a coin out of a fish's mouth, it will be available when I'm ready, when it's time for that to happen. So the authority, we talk about the AAA, ability, anointing, and authority. A lot of kingdom entrepreneurs, they have an ability and they, they've started a business based upon those abilities. And they even feel anointed, meaning that they feel like God's grace is upon them. They feel like there's been this lathering on of God's uh, super power or, or spiritual gifting upon them. Where they miss it, like a Whitney Houston, for example, she had both of those. She, she loved God. Uh, she had an incredible singing voice. Uh, people, when they heard her, get that spine tingly goosebump feeling. She talked about Jesus. Where she lost her control and ultimately ended her life was because she lacked spiritual authority. And a spiritual authority requires intimacy with the Father to where you believe, you know that you know that you know He is able, He will provide. It's not on you. It's not, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? The problem with that question is it's the wrong question. Ask dumb questions, you'll get dumb answers. Ask better questions, you'll get better responses. So the question is not, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? The question should be, good morning, Holy Spirit. What would you have of me today? Because He is going to do it for you. He's the one who's going to put the coin in the fish's mouth. So when we have things that we're believing God for, and we know we need a spiritual break, we need to, in order for this kind of investment to come through, we need a God factor. Well, when it happens, when we get a phone call, or when there's a breakthrough finance, or when we uh, are able to help a client break through to their next, you know, we've got a client that came to us going bankrupt. And within nine months, they're now moving into eight figures. So they, they went from six figures uh, to seven figures, seven figures to eight figures. We know, my husband and I, we know our team isn't that good. We know that they have tapped into the vein under the spout where provision flows out. When that happens, we say, you know what you just experienced? A coin in the fish's mouth. When, when we see a breakthrough, we give God glory. That was a coin in the fish's mouth. So when we don't have something we need, we ask the Father, Father, we know that this is your vision. We know that it is your timing. So we're asking you right now, we need a coin in the fish's mouth, and we're going to be at peace in the process of that. And so practically, I would say, number one, wake up, say, good morning, Holy Spirit. What would you have of me today? Practice the little things he'll say, like, be the light today. Just look for ways you can go to Walmart or the grocery store and be the light. Um, number two is identify your sweet spot. Know that you're operating in your giftings, because if you're trying to be that person you've seen on social media, um, you will never be good at being a counterfeit. But if you get in tune with what it is, who it is, and the authority inside of the anointing that God has given you, you will be able to execute on the dreams and the plans that God has given you. If you're good at dreaming, you're good at visioneering, but you're not good at executing. Remember, a dream without a plan of execution is nothing but wishful thinking. So let's just break it down practically what you could do. Take the most important areas of your life and business. So let me just give the seven F's, faith, family, finance, fitness, focus, freedom, and fun. That would be life mastery. In business, maybe take the seven areas of infrastructure, including sales, marketing, uh, finance, team building, right? And write down the most important elements in your business. Now look at each one of those. If you're focusing on, on personal, 
the seven Fs, if you're focusing on business, look at your business infrastructure. What can you do today that would cause a bump of not 75%, not 23%, but just 1% today? And then go to your team or go to your family or go to your accountability partners and say, here is my plan for 1%. Do I have buy-in? Because together we want to have one. So it's team development. Maybe that's just doing a Monday morning team huddle. 1%. Do it consistently. Begin to bring better strategies and tactics into that morning meeting. And you'll begin to see progress. Finances over here. Maybe you're like, I want to get out of debt. You know, we have something called smart money makeover where we show people it doesn't matter how much debt you're in, how to get out of debt in seven years or less, like scripture says. Well, that may require you making some personal adjustments of sacrifice. Maybe you're not going to eat out as much because you're wasting money the more you do that. Until you get back on top and you are the lender and not the borrower, you're probably going to go through some suffering. You're probably going to have to restrict some things. I don't care what people tell you not to restrict, just, you know, invest more. Now is not the time to be fully invested. Now is the time to be liquid, have a six month emergency relief fund, make sure that you've got something set aside because God wants you to be the lender and not the borrower. So, I mean, I could go on for hours about all of these things, but practically just get practical on those things that matter most to you. And say, what can I do 1% today that would give me the bump I need in order to get 1% micro progress? All right. Startup Nation, you've been challenged. You've been (laughs) challenged. What are you going to do with it? Something or nothing. This is your life. No one else's. All right. Stacy Wallace we're speaking with right now. She's kind of a badass. What do you think? (laughs) <laughs> I think she's all right. Yeah, she's a black belt for a reason. Black belt for a reason. All right. Um, Stacy, what is, well, obviously we know your number one success habit um, every day is to say to the Holy Spirit, good morning, Holy Spirit. What, what would you have of me today? Um, so thank you for that. And it sounds overly simple to a lot of our complicated it does. brains. Isn't that crazy? I know. Yeah, yeah. And we, we we refuse to do the simple things God asks of us. And we get stuck in the confusing things our brain comes up with. It's it's fascinating. Um what are what do you do personally? Um when you have a client that you're just not getting progress with, you're not getting the breakthrough with them, they're not getting the breakthrough, there's something, you can't figure it out, they can't figure it out, but there's the faucet is turned off. What do you do with that? Do you fire them and say, you're broken? You're out of here, you're ruining my success <laughs> record here. What do, what do you do with that person um, or is there no such thing? eventually you always get the breakthrough. You know, I think a lot of people, they, uh, I'm thinking specifically of someone that was doing all the right things. Mm -hmm. I mean, they had paid a lot of money to have the best of the best business coaching. They were checking all the boxes. They had their funnel set up. They had their autoresponder set up. They were doing their podcast. They were doing live events. They had webinars going on. I mean, they, they were doing all the things and, Again, this is the power of having 
people looking in as coaches, accountability partners, uh, they came to us and said, maybe it's the, maybe it's the God factor, uh, because I've done all these other things. I'm like, oh, maybe it is. But how do you say that to somebody? Because what they want is like a microwave. They want you to, this is, we've helped people lose 100, 180, 200 plus pounds. And without ever going to a gym, without taking any pills, without having to push tires up over each other, we do it because we get people's mindset reset on the things of God. And all of a sudden, the, you know, we have an earth suit that we create but we also have an earth suit that God gave us to get back to the earth suit that God gave us. You've got to get back in alignment with God, the creator of the earth suit that you, it's not a keto diet or a, a zone diet or a carbohydrate diet or a fat diet. None of those are scriptural. And I, I think they're great. I think they're good and they're healthy. I mean, it's wonderful, but if you really want to know how to get back to the God earth suit, go back to the God and what he spoke about in scripture about living foods, about how to truly, you know, we, we talk about the seven pillars of optimal wellness and, and doing the little things daily, like drinking water, getting the right amount of sleep. I mean, believe it or not, Sabbath alone, just that one scripture could be the one thing that's keeping you from your breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're doing all the things that all these online gurus are telling you to do, which I love them, by the way, and a lot of them I follow, they're probably not going to tell you observe the Sabbath and keep it holy because they're going to tell you grind, grind, push, push more, more. And we just go out in a different direction. What if it's more simple than what you're making it? What if it really is finding out God, what does your scripture say? What does your word say? Why did you write those books of the Bible for me to understand? It's more than just basic instructions before leaving earth. I think that's very trite. It's actually the constitution of covenant that God has given us for the kingdom of God. The one message that Jesus talked about more than anything else on the planet was the kingdom of God. We do an entire teaching from an entrepreneur's perspective, the kingdom of God, and why these little simple things, like Jesus having the time with the father where he would say, I'm one with the father. You know, I don't move without hearing from the father. And when you see me, you've seen the father. What is that? Good morning, Holy Spirit. What would you have of me today? It's you getting one with the father before you go about your agenda, before you start scrolling, getting intimate on a practical level in your life. You know, you're listening right now and and you're listening to this conversation between us. And yet there's things right now you already know God's asked you to do and you haven't done it. Mm -hmm. So before you ask him for the next big thing, go back and do the last thing he told you to do that you, you were unwilling to do. And watch how, again, Bruce Lee, go back and practice that one thing, just saying yes to God over and over and over again and see what happens to your results. Can't argue with you, Stacy. I can't. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. All right. We're speaking with Stacy Wallace. We're about to enter the hustle round. Stacy, I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. It's like a game show without the prizes. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. That's the first sip of liquid you had this whole show. Look at you. (laughs) What is your favorite thing about owning your own business? Impact. What is your least favorite thing about owning your own business? Human beings. (laughs) I get that on a deep cellular (laughs) level. I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our life. It's just part of the human condition. What are you currently challenged with uh, right now, either professionally or personally? 
uh, expansion. We're, we're having to expand. We feel God telling us go bigger, which means we have to hire more people. We've got to increase our infrastructure. So uh, that is really where our practical target is right now. Lord, show us who, when, where, and how to expand. Yeah, for sure. What are you most afraid of? I uh, get God's not given me a spirit of fear. So I would say if I had to lean into something is not hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit, like having a total mess up and, and somehow not obeying. That would Got be it. my greatest fear. What did you spend way too much time doing your first year in this business? Oh, that's a good question. What did I do too much of in this business? We had a really pretty epic first year. We went to some pretty massive success in our first year. I would say um, trying to figure out how other companies in our space did what we did and uh, chasing algorithms. Let's just say that. Okay. Trying to chase online success versus just doing what God's called us to do. Yeah, got it. What secret fear do you have about people? secret fear about people yeah, um, that maybe. they'll, I, 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 I wouldn't, I don't know what I'd categorize as a fear, but just, I know that people are going to mess you up. People are going to fail. People are going to, I, I don't, I don't fear it, but I just know humans are humans. I'm just yeah. going to turn the other cheek. I'm going to bless those who persecute me, do good to those who despite me. And I've had to do that on a level of $30 million. So I just know uh, I've had enough time and experience and 35 years of business. Uh, even good people will sometimes let you down. Yeah. I've given up being surprised by getting hurt by humans. Like <laughs> right. it's inevitable, right? Yeah. And yeah. it's inevitable. I'm probably going to hurt someone again, somewhere, somehow, intentionally, unintentionally. What do you wish you had learned sooner in business? The 40th floor and above. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, what's a new habit you're going to create this year? Uh, this year I am going to drink more juices and get more living juice in my body than ever before. I was hoping you going to say, I'm going to drink more alcohol this year. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But that'd be fun. That'd be fun. What's yeah, a bad habit? You don't want to see me on alcohol. It's not a yeah. good thing. That's why I, I don't touch it because, you know, I'm a pretty fun person without yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. But I think I might mess up that equation if I started altering. Let's not do it then. <laughs> What's a bad it. habit you're going to break? A bad habit I'm going to break is, oh man, I love cheese. Like nice. some people like chocolate and that I, I yeah. just, I love cheese. So my, maybe a little less of the cheeses. My daughter, she loves the cheese, the mozzarella, <laughs> all of yeah. the good stuff. And I'm half Greek. So the feta, are you kidding oh, me? Come feta, on. Oh, feta, yes. Come, Come on now. On. Nothing's better than feta. Let's go. Uh, Every pick, salad has to have feta on it. It really does to be a good salad, even to qualify. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Warrior, generous, devoted. Just curious. Why do you say warrior? What qualifies you as a warrior? Just real briefly. Comebacks. Ah, I, know, I know greater is he that is in me than he that's in the... I faced some pretty big battles. Yeah. I've gone through some pretty big yeah. scars. And they only made me stronger. Yeah. I, I resonate with that. Pick three words to describe who you were your first year in this business. 
hopeful, uh, optimistic, and disorganized. <laughs> and last question, Stacy, if you could come back to life after you died, look your family, your friends in the eye and give them only one piece of advice about real success in life, what would you say to them? I would say reflect God daily, know him and be the light of everything that he is represent his currency, not earth currency, kingdom currency, everything about bring heaven to earth, reflect God. I dig it. All right. This is the part of the show where you get to give startup nation, my audience, a homework assignment for this week. What is the one action they must take to get results to get a breakthrough to move 1% in one area of their life or more? I double dog dare you go seven days, wake up and say, good morning, Holy spirit. What would you have of me today? And then whatever it is that comes to your heart and your mind, if it's good and you know, it's from him, get up. Even if it seems crazy, call that person, forgive that person, whatever it be light, whatever it is that comes to your spirit, uh, say yes and make it happen. All right. Startup nation. That's your challenge right there. And if the Holy Spirit tells you to drink more every day, don't listen. That's not That's from the right. Holy Spirit, all right? <laughs> Alcohol, of course. More water, maybe, yeah. All right, Startup Nation, do you love this show? Do you love my guest, Stacy? If you do, like, go write a five-star review about her. Go do that right now. You could do that at iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts. You could do that at Stitcher.com. Or you could go straight to First100K.com, write your review there. If I like what you say about Stacy, I'm going to give you a shout out on the show, just like I'm about to do for uh, our listener here, Handle Dallin R. Cottle. Dallin R. Cottle, who wrote... Uh, listen up. It's your roadmap to success. This podcast. Awesome. Uh, Joseph helps you reach your full potential by going beyond your typical entrepreneur podcast to dig deeper into his guest journey, providing thought provoking and insightful concepts. Not only does Joseph offer indispensable tools and strategies to utilize in your own business, he exposes the underlining values and mentality necessary to internalize as an entrepreneur that ultimately leads you to success. This podcast is a powerful roadmap that helps you navigate not only your business, but your life and relationships as well. Dallin, thank you for that extensive summary of this show. <laughs> I really appreciate it. I think that's the longest one I've ever read. Um, so go write your five-star review about Stacey Wallace. She really showed up powerfully today, I think. And most importantly, she brought God at the front of your business. Whether or not you choose to make that decision is on you now. But you can no longer say you do not know. You now know the proper order. Mm -hmm. All right. So make a decision, make the right decision and let God bless you abundantly or keep struggling on your own. It's your choice. It's your choice. Stacy, where does Startup Nation go to find out more about you, your mastermind? What do you got for them? Well, we give away a seven day mastery course. It's our way of serving. You know, we have a high ticket program. All of our programs are pretty high ticket. So we know that most people won't be able to do what we do uh, for an entire year. So we go in and we give seven day free mastery courses. They're live. I teach them live with my husband. You can go to fbfchallenge.com. FBF stands for fueled by fire. fbfchallenge.com. 
get registered. And when you register, let them know that you came from this podcast because we like to give back to the podcast hosts uh, that are sending people our way. And then on all social media and even on my website, it's just at Stacy Wallace. So S-T-A-C-I-W-A-L-L-A-C-E on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, anywhere you, you go on social at Stacy Wallace and then StacyWallace.com. All right, Startup Nation. Stacy wants to give me a new Tesla. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. I'm here. saying. You know, you know like, go, go help out. My wife wants the new Tesla. No, I'm kidding. She actually doesn't. <laughs> All right, Stacy Wallace, thank you for being on your first 100K. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life. Thank you. Peace out. Have you tried absolutely everything and nothing has worked? Have you tried therapy? Have you tried coaching? Have you tried counseling, Christian counseling? Nothing's worked for you, for your spouse. You just want better communication. When you wake up, do you feel like you want to crawl under a rock in the morning time? Is your brain so scattered and foggy at this point that you're not following through with things? You're not keeping your word in the matter. You're letting people down, maybe your own spouse or kids. Do you have way too much on your plate and you're getting more and more frustrated, which is turning into anger? Are you battling addictions right now? Are you an amped up or frantic person with a lot of anxiety and you're off and on of bipolar and depression medicines? If any of these you connect with, then what I do is specifically this. I do not do therapy. I do not do counseling. Those are for people that want to talk about their problems or learn different ways to cope and manage their problems. I don't do that. Reach out to me if you want to get rid of your problems permanently. Like be done with the addiction. Be done with the medications. Be done with the escaping your life because you just feel so powerless in it. If you want those results and you want peace, it's what we all want. We're all chasing it. We had it as kids. We lost it. Life beat the crap out of us. If you want peace, that's what I sell. It's God's peace. So you can find that at josephwarren.net. You can schedule a call with me, complimentary. I'll contribute 30 minutes of my time into your life. We'll get clear on what you actually want. Then we'll see if we're, we want to work together. And that's me interviewing you to see if you're ready. Are you ready to do what it takes? Some people try to come to me, but they're not ready to be coachable. They're not ready to get rid of the problems. Again, if you don't want to talk about your problems anymore and you've tried everything and nothing has worked and you want to permanently get rid of them, go to josephwarren.net and let's see if I'm your guy.